Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here, and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, by myself here, um, as uh, I've got a full show here on tap still. We're a little bit later in the week, and I apologize for that. I know get a lot of people that want that show downloaded for Wednesday or Thursday for their, their workouts, their drives home. Uh, we've done the Husker Online Show. This is our 388th straight week we've done the show and had some stuff obviously happen early in the week uh, that took some time away from me and want to address what I can say first and foremost because I know there's a lot of questions and I made a public statement on Twitter um, about what is going on, but the long and short of it is uh, the contractual agreement we had with Rivals and Husker Online with my personal LLC um, came to a close on May 31st. So uh, we no longer, uh, as a brand, Husker Online, have a publishing home at Rivals.com. As I said in the statement uh, this past week, um, I still have other pu- publishing obligations with Rivals at this time um, that prevent me or my brand Husker Online or my LLC uh, from publishing elsewhere. So uh, for the time being, um, I am going to be You'll see me all over the place still. You'll still see me on Husker Online's YouTube channel or Twitter page or podcast on KTV Channel 7 in Omaha. You'll see me on or hear me on KFAB Radio. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of public speaking events um, throughout the entire summer like I always do. So I'm going to be busy as ever. Um, I just don't currently have a publishing home for Husker Online. And our, our new home um, for the brand and myself will be announced on September 1st. And I know it's confusing um, to a lot of people, um, but there really was no way, way around this situation, unfortunately. And, um, you know, it, it will go quick. And like I said, I'm still going to be here um, and we will have a new home with Husker Online and myself on September 1st. And I'm very grateful for Rivals.com. I, mean, I started with Rivals.com. I was 19 years old when they hired me. I'm 41 now. So I've been with Rivals for over 22 years. Um, I've been the publisher of the Nebraska site since 2007 uh, for Rivals, and I began working for the Nebraska site in 2002. So um, I've got a lot of respect and and you know emotions when I talk about Rivals and my time there and what it's meant to me, my family, my career, um, the great people I've worked with there. Um, so I have nothing but great things to say about my time there. And once again, we'll have a new home with Husker Online, the brand, on September 1st. And I'll be uh, excited to be a part of that um, when, that, when that happens. Uh, but in the meantime, um, you will have to see me digitally. And if you type in HuskerOnline.com, um, it will take you to a link tree of all the places that you can still find our brand uh, for the time being until we uh, launch our new home on September 1st. But 
let's get to the opening headlines. I got a lot on tap I want to get to this weekend. Uh, first and foremost, Nebraska picked up a very big commitment this weekend uh, to kind of kick things off on Friday. Jaden Doss, a wide receiver out of the Kansas City area. He was in Lincoln the weekend before Memorial Day. He committed to the Huskers and Bill Bush uh, and Mickey Joseph here um, to kind of kick things off before Friday Night Lights and the official visits began. And, you know, I, I think this is a deal where Bill Bush has worked this one hard. He really wanted Jaden Doss to be a Husker, uh, worked the angles hard, um, put a lot of time in this one. They got him up here early for that visit. And there's only so many wide receiver spots that Nebraska is going to take. I think Nebraska said, look, you can get one of them now. There's no guarantee that they're going to be here a week or two from now because there are a lot of players visiting campus. And I think Jaden Doss knew, like, look, this is where I want to be. Let's do it. I'm going to commit to Nebraska. So this is a big get to kind of kick off the summer. And I think it's going to be a really big summer. And that brings me to my next uh, point. Camps start up this weekend, Friday Night Lights. On Saturday, on Friday, and the seven on seven on Sunday, uh, but then the official visitor weekend will be built in around Friday Night Lights. So you're going to see uh, upwards of 13 official visitors on campus in town for their official visits. Uh, a number of guys, Bo Hewley, um, who's a four-star offensive lineman from Georgia, making a return trip to Nebraska. O'Marion Miller, a four-star wide receiver that was once committed to LSU. He will be here, um, and that's a big Mickey Joseph guy that's going to be here. Kyan Lee, a corner out of Georgia, back again. Uh, but I think the in-state angle, when you look at this weekend, that's the big angle to watch. Three key in-state targets will be in Lincoln that are not committed to the Huskers. First and foremost, Malachi Coleman of Lincoln East. And he's got everybody on him. 6'5", 190. Phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal athlete. Um, he visited Nebraska twice in March. March 5th, March 26th. Back now for his official visit. And we'll see where this goes with Malachi. Uh, but he wants to take all five visits. This is his first one he's going to take. Um, so it's going to be really important for Nebraska to take advantage of this weekend and the same goes with Maverick Noonan out of Elkhorn South. He'll be visiting campus for his first of four visits. He's got Minnesota, Stanford, and then Iowa the next three weekends in a row. Those three teams and the six foot four, two hundred thirty pound Husker legacy. You know he's been in Nebraska a ton of times as well. I mean he was here in March. He was here in April. So this will be his third visit since March fifth, Nebraska. His official visit. Um, and really an opportunity to make an impression. And then Brock Knutson uh, out of Scotts Bluff. Um, he's an offensive lineman that has a Nebraska, Iowa State, K-State, among others. It's really a two-horse race um, between the Huskers and the Cyclones. I do think they've got a real opportunity uh, to close it out and lock things down with Brock Knutson of Scott's Bluff. So that's what I'll be watching, and you should be watching this weekend. Um, it's going to be a great weekend, though, of visitors in here as well. Um, you'll have another receiver guy to watch, Joshua Manning. Um, Amir Herring, arguably the best offensive lineman Nebraska's recruiting, is back for his second visit now to Nebraska. He was here April 1st. Herring will be back again. A lot of people think the four-star from Michigan is a heavy lean to the Wolverines, but this is the second trip to Nebraska, so we'll see where it goes uh, with Amir Herring, but uh, lots of guys to follow this weekend uh, with these official visits and whatnot. Uh, the camp itself, I'm going to be intrigued um, to kind of see how it plays out uh, on Friday night. I'm taping this before the camp, so I uh, don't have a lot of insight, but 
you know, guys like Carter Nelson from Ainsworth are expected to be in the camp. Um, it's not a heavy prospect camp anymore. I think that's the biggest thing that's changed with Friday Night Lights. This is now a camp to me um, that is under the radar are younger guys, um, guys that don't necessarily have Nebraska offers, or if they do, they're younger. Instead, now it's turned into a part of the official visit experience for Nebraska. So um, still going to be a great night, a great event. It's just not going to be maybe the same type of camp we had seen. And then you'll have the seven-on-seven event on Sunday, the specialist camp on Sunday, and there's another camp, the individualist camp on Saturday. So all of that will be happening this weekend for Nebraska. And there was one other opening headline I wanted to get to on Friday. Chase Clemens, a six-foot, 165-pound point guard out of South Carolina, he officially committed to Fred Hoiberg in the Nebraska basketball program. Uh, very familiar with Trey and Bryce McGowns, obviously being a South Carolina native. Um, but it looks like Hoiberg locked up his point guard, um, ranked uh, as one of the top 150 overall players in the country, um, picked uh, the Huskers over teams like Houston uh, down to the end, was here for an official visit last October. But I've got a full show here on tap. Um, I'm going to be joined in my next segment by JoJo Doman, uh, the former host with me of The Beat, the podcast JoJo and I did all last football season. He'll join us from Indianapolis. You can also catch that one on the Husker Online uh, YouTube channel. I've streamed that interview with JoJo um, as well. And then later in the show, Gary Saddlemeyer of KFAB, also the former color analyst of Nebraska football, uh, was on the color analyst team of the 94 and 95 national championship teams uh, for the Huskers and had been a part of the broadcast um, since the early 80s. Gary will join me uh, as we all talk about the life of Jack Payne. Uh, we lost a true Husker legend in Jack Payne, one of the great iconic broadcast voices of Nebraska football and the College World Series as the PA announcer. And Gary will talk to me about Jack and and just what his life meant as a, as a Husker guy. And then finally, I will take your questions in the mailbag. Uh, posted my mailbag question on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'll have to do it now every week uh, until we get a new home on Husker Online. But uh, you can get my questions on Twitter um, every week, and I'll go through those in the mailbag segment to close the show. But that's all next here on this week's edition of the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, as I said earlier, we've got a great one on tap for today. Uh, coming a little bit later in the week, but I'm pleased to bring in a, a great friend of mine, a great friend of Husker Online. Let's welcome to the show, Joe Joe Doman. Joe, <laughs> Joe, what is up, man? It's good to be back, man. What a, What do you know? Shoot, I know that every day I gotta I gotta work for it and earn my keep. And I'm just blessed to be in the situation I'm in. I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to reconnect with with you and Husker Online. So, man, just taking it day by day. 
So you're in Indianapolis. Obviously, you've signed with the Colts. Um, what, give us give us an idea what, what's going on now. What, what are you doing now? I mean, what's it like once you sign that contract? Yeah, I guess you just locked in for for the go around. Like nothing's guaranteed. Like just because I signed doesn't mean I'm like on the team. Like every day is an opportunity to not only get better but also to prove yourself to your teammates and your coaches and the organization so uh like i said just taking it one day at a time taking the positives taking the negatives and trying to learn from it and be better like that's the name of the game and i'm trying to become a master at that art what now you talk about the colts i mean what what are you doing now like what what what's going on there like i mean you had practice and things today uh what goes on in early June with an NFL team. Yeah, we're just in our, we're on our voluntary OTAs and we're really just installing defenses, getting some Skelly seven on seven work and some uh, full team kind of like walk through, jog through tempo kind of reps. And then uh, getting to know, getting to know the special teams technique and, and, trying out different positions. So this this time right now is really just about learning. And, I mean, you're not going to make the team in mini rookie camp and in OTAs. Um, but this time right here is for me to improve, sharpen my sword, so that when training camp comes around in late July, early August, that I'm in a position where I don't have to think. I can just go out there and play and to the best of my ability and give myself the best shot to be on the team. We're talking here with former Husker and now Indianapolis Colt, JoJo Doman. Uh, how, how do they have you playing, Joe? I know that was a big question about you and the NFL and how they would utilize you. Are you out of the box? Are you in the box? I mean, give us an idea of what they're telling you of how they want to use you in the defense. Shoot. I mean, first and foremost, like, I'm going to be a special teams player year one. And from that standpoint, it's about versatility and value. And I mean, the more versatility you have, the more value you have. Also, the better you are, the more value you have. So it's kind of like a combination of how much can I do? How much can I stretch myself to play multiple positions across all the units and also be technically sound in all of them? So that's kind of that's the challenge and um, the challenge that I'm up for. And when it comes to defense, um, I'm kind of playing this auto position, which is the 4-3 Sam. And then once we go to nickel, I've been playing Mike and Will, which is, which has been new for me, but it's honestly been a great challenge. Just the, I've, I've, you know, at Nebraska, I was all outside in and now I'm inside out and it's just kind of the inverse of everything that I've learned. So I'm really feel like I'm becoming a, you know, a complete football player right now. And it's a, it's an exciting time. How does it work in the NFL? I mean, in college, you have strength coaches and a, program and team conditioning in the summers and the off season. How do they do that in the NFL? I mean, do you have a strength coach? Do you have a program where you do things and run and do all the things like you did in college or do you have to do some of that on your own now? Yeah, they absolutely have a program and everything's calculated. Like everything has a purpose and for a reason, like down to, down to like the nittiest, grittiest details. Like it's really, it's really awesome to see like the people in the building, how much passion, um, and responsibility they take for their role in this organization, which it takes everybody literally from like the cooks to the janitors, the head coach, special teams coordinator, and all of us. Like it's, 
the Colts has been amazing because I, I've experienced like a, a, a whole organization from top to bottom and everyone's bought in and that's just really advantageous to be around. And I've absolutely loved it so far. Yeah. You talk about the draft though, Joe. I mean, I, I think all of us were, were surprised how that went and, you know, cause they're saying you could be a third rounder all the way to a seventh rounder and, and your name wasn't called. I mean, when you go back just to those days, I mean, how hard was that for you? And, you know, I, I haven't talked to you since then. So, yeah, uh, you know, I know it was tough because you probably sat there all day Saturday and didn't know what was going to happen. But your dad's an agent. He's been through this a lot. He understands the game better than almost anybody because of his job. Uh, I'm sure your family was really, you know, giving you some positive feedback. Hey, don't worry. We'll, this will work itself. I mean, give us an idea of what things were like, um, you know, leading up before you got the Colts opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely was expecting to be drafted and I'm an optimist by nature. So um, I was absolutely expecting it. And that's that's the fun thing about life is when your expectations don't meet your reality, you're, you're, you're faced with, you know, an opportunity to either continue to trust and double down and belief in yourself or not. And like everything that I've learned and kind of um, – tried to exemplify and embody like I was tested like at my most like seemingly pinnacle moment like I was tested and I'm thankful for that because it revealed like my support system and it didn't matter where I went or how late I went or didn't go like my support system did not waver and they only they only we only got more like tight-knit like through the the opposition through the experience and adversity and that was that was really inspiring and then yeah it was just it was an it's a, it, this is an opportunity for me to just like play this game that i grew up loving and it's like i have no expectations like i'm not i have nothing on my plate like i'm starting from ground zero and that's honestly it's been really nice like now on the other side of it like i can just be free be me and I'm going to surprise people because I am an undrafted free agent that's going to make the team. So, I mean, I'm thankful for it and I'm better from it. And I don't, I don't, we don't know why like things happen the way they do, but as if we, if we trust it and like stick and move, push forward, like it's going to, it's going to turn out in our favor one way or another. I mean, the biggest thing when you got there and started working out with the Colts and you started to see the guys you're up against, you're like, I belong here. I mean, I'm sure it was that the feeling you had right away. You're like, this is, I didn't get drafted, but I, I can do this. I know I'm capable of competing with the people that are here right now. I mean, give us an idea what that was like the first day or first week you kind of got going with your new teammates. Well, like, I mean, off the rip, like everybody's kind of like dipping their toe in the water, like you know, like subconsciously, like looking at how other people are and <clears throat> well, how do I compare? Like, how do I fit in? And um, that's just natural. That's like our human condition. And like the more time I've been here, the more like I've gotten out of that space and like more into like just my own, my own space and my own confidence and intuition. And like you to like you said, every day like i'm feeling like i belong that much more 
and just how that 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 feeling and that momentum is compounding on itself now to where the I I'm 100% confident I'm going to make this team and if I don't I'm going to make another team and if I don't I'm going to make another team like I'm just I'm never going to quit so I'm going to make it when when you did I'm curious when a guy like you that was ranked as one of the best guys available undrafted how many options did you really have I'm sure you had 15 or 20 teams calling immediately once the draft ended. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, have, I was on a call with a team and they called me during the draft and I got the call and I was like, interesting. Like what's happening here? I pick it up. I'm, I'm outside shooting baskets and I turn around back to my house and I'm just talking to this team and they start off with like, yeah, we're not drafting you, but we think you'd be a great fit here. Da, 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 da. Talk for five minutes. I turn around my whole house filled with everybody's outside looking at me thinking I just got the phone call and I'm looking at them. And dude, that was like, my heart just dropped. Like everybody's expectation. Everyone like came outside. got so excited. Like I can only imagine I'm like rallying everybody like, yo, Joe's on the phone. Like come outside, come outside just for me to like, just be, yeah. Just for it to like plummet. Um, but yeah, so that happened and, <laughs> but to, to answer your question, I guess it didn't even matter. Like I talked to a few teams myself. I know Craig talked to a couple, but when the Colts and the Colts called, it was a done deal. Like my dad, Craig was like, yeah, we're going to Indy. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like it, I didn't second guess it. I didn't ask any more questions. I just trusted that. He knew what he was doing, and he knew what was going to be best for me. Have you been to St. Elmo's Steakhouse yet? Not yet. I'm going to wait till I get paid to go. <laughs> and I will tell you, Big Ten Media Days, JoJo, is in Indianapolis. So, you know, if you're around, I don't know what, you know, it's in, it's going to be in July. So it will be hard to say at this point, you know, if you'd be available um, when we're out there. But, yeah, we'll connect out there. Dude, we have to connect. I My – my mom's Teddy's been trying to get me out there like for the last six months. So the fact that I'm here, I didn't even put two and two together. I'll pull up. We'll link up. We'll, we'll do dinner at St. Elmo's. How about that? Beautiful. Beautiful on me, on me for All once. Right. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> as we wrap it up here, I, I do got to about the, about the Colts. So in general, I mean, have you been impressed with like, give us some insight of some of the veteran guys when you just see these guys work, like who are some of the big name veterans that you just have been like, wow, this is why this guy's been in the league. I mean, our quarterback, Matt Ryan, um, great leader, speaks from the heart, like says what needs to be said, like, and that, and that's, and he makes it simple, which is like very like encouraging, you know, almost where he's like, yo, this is phase one, we're attacking phase one to the best of our ability. So when we get to phase two, we're ready for it. Then phase two has come. It's the same thing. Phase three is the same thing. Like all of these are like stepping stones to the next, to the next phase. And just to have an experienced vet, like just lay it out for us, plain and simple. It was like, yeah, like he's right. Like, why aren't we all like approaching this process like this? Um, cool that they brought in Nick Foles um, just to have two winning, like, you know, good dude people at quarterback. Like the locker room's great. Darius Leonard's great. The linebacker core is great. Um, the, the environment here is 
second to none. Like I couldn't imagine another organization being better than this. Like I almost didn't believe it at first. I was like, I was like, pause for a second. Like, is this too good to be true? And like, it's all like, it's real. Like what they do here is real. And I'm just, like I said, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Have you talked to Jonathan Taylor yet? You know, I've, I paused on that. I thought every time I see him, I think about when I forced that fumble on him, but I haven't said anything to him. Not yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Been, Nebraska doesn't have much room to say much to a Wisconsin guy at this point. Right. Philip Lindsay. We brought in Philip Lindsay, Colorado native, Denver yeah. South, CU Boulder, Denver Broncos. I was, I got a little giddy when I first saw him, and now we're. Now we're just teammates, but like, it's crazy when you, when you lift the veil of like, oh, this dude's superhuman, or I look up to this guy to like, bro, he's like, we are one in the same, like we're both on this journey. We both have our respective journeys and, um, it's just football at the end of the day. Yeah. It's gotta be as fascinating just to watch professionals for the first time, you know, and you've been in yeah. college for so many years. I mean, you're, you're probably older than a lot of these guys. I mean, the, the, some of the guys that have been in the league, I mean, with just being a, a veteran guy like you are. Yeah, I'm sure I'm a few. Feel like a feel like a rookie sometimes, though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and then finally Nebraska, they've added 15 transfer portal guys to this roster, three JUCO guys, 33 new scholarship additions um, to kind of reboot things. I mean, just from your view, the 10,000 foot JoJo Doman view of it. I mean, what do you <laughs> think, what's going on in Lincoln right now? Um, one, they're going all out. And I hope it works out. Um, seems a lot like the Michigan State philosophy last year, um, which which worked out for them. And uh, be exciting, man. Like honestly, like it's going to be the Garrett Nelsons and the Luke Reimers and the Norries and the dudes that have been there for two, three years. Like it's on those guys. And these other pieces to the puzzle, like need to get on board with with the Nebraska, with the heart of Nebraska, right? And that's how this thats how this is gonna work. If the culture isn't set and it's all about, you know, who's getting paid the most, gets the most clout and gets to talk and gets to break down the huddle, like that, you'll never be successful if that's, if it's a clout game. But if it's, if it's about like true grit character and, and who, who, who gives a care about Nebraska at the end of the day, and you follow those guys, now we got a chance. How big is that first game in Ireland? I mean, it kind of reminds you of last year, the Illinois game. Yeah. You know, it, it just derailed things where the Fordham and the Buffalo wins didn't enthuse anybody because you lost that first game. And it's almost a similar situation with Northwestern opening. And then you have Georgia Southern and North Dakota as game two and three, North Dakota game two. Um, I mean, that, that seems like it you, looms large. You come, you, you play to win or you don't. Like you either, you show, like you train to win you eat to win, you sleep to win, you study to win. Like everything you do is about winning. It's not about stats. It's not about this. Like the sacrifice to win is a greater sacrifice than really anything else because it's selfless. It's like I'll put, I'm going to put the team, the team success before my own. And if they come in with that attitude, with that preparation to Ireland, like the result's going to take care of itself. But if they don't, like, literally these football games are just reflections of our preparation, ultimately. 
Um, and I'm, I'm like, I thought I knew that and I'm learning it to a new level now that I'm in the league. Like every rep, every rep you're not in there counts. Every rep that you're in there absolutely definitely counts. Um, walk through, do everything perfect. Like there's no downs off. Like why would you practice doing something not the perfect way? And that's, it's a, it's a game of inches. It's a precision league in the NFL. So everything matters. And yeah, I'd say as like a team aspect, like that's gotta be your mentality is just to win at all costs. And it'd be, I'm excited as everybody else. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, Jojo, let, let's stay in touch. I know we will. And I, I'm, I wanted to kind of reconnect with you, but wait until you kind of get going in Indy. And I appreciate you taking some time on a Friday, as I know you you got a lot going on with the, the Colts. And uh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Thanks for having me, Sean. All right. Much more to come. And thanks again to JoJo Doman. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Uh, Sean Callahan here has uh, kind of got you guys all up to date on what's going on with me, and, and there's still been a lot going on. As I mentioned, there's Husker uh, football visitors in town all weekend. Camps have opened up. Um, but some other big news in the Husker community happened here this past week as well. Uh, we lost a, a member, really, a, a, of the Husker family, uh, Jack Payne legendary announcer, um, play-by-play announcer, part of the Husker broadcast team, uh, passed away this week at the age of 99. And joining me here on the program, somebody I'm very close to, I've worked with since 2007, uh, pleased to bring in KFAB's Gary Saddlemeyer. Usually, Gary, you're the one interviewing me. Uh, but yes. today, and I know, by the way, you are a, a proud listener of the Husker Online show on Fridays in the fall on KFAB. I so, love it. I um, love it, Absolutely. We're, we're happy to have you on, um, but I wanted to talk to you about Jack Payne because you, you worked with him for a number of years and, and, and know him. And, yeah. um, you know, when, when you talk about Jack Payne and and, hit, and just what he meant, a 46-year career, I believe, he had as a broadcaster. Well, he was, um, he was just an amazing guy, um, a wonderful person. I, th- I always want to start with that because that was – I think that's most important, and that's really who Jack was. And no, uh, no hyperbole at all. One of the finest people I've ever known. A uh, great broadcaster, and uh, he was an Oklahoma native. Uh, went to OU, uh, and uh, actually, after World War II, he came back to the states and he started in radio uh, in Oklahoma. Then he came to Omaha, and I think it was uh, the early 1950s. 
And for years, he was on WOW Radio and WOW TV, which is WWT now. Uh, came over to KFAB in 1960 um, and did, did really everything. And he was on those uh, great Husker broadcasts for 22 years um, with Lyle Bremser and Dave Blackwell. And then, and then uh, Dave, Dave moved out of state. Lyle, of course, continued. And, and Kent Pavelka came up to the booth. And Jack, those three were on. And that's what, that was the crew when I came here. Uh, in 1976, and then I was able to join uh, the broadcast starting in 1980. Uh, and just it was so, such an honor to work with those guys. And Jack Payne was just a great, uh, tremendous role model uh, and mentor for all of us. He was the best. Yeah, I've met Jack a few times, obviously over the years, and and I mean the guy was in in great health and great condition, and yeah. I mean looked great for a guy that was 99 when you, when you talk I remember his Omaha Sports Hall of Fame speech I mean it was on point still for a guy in his 90s yeah. getting up and presenting and I, I was like man I don't know too many people in their 90s that could get up there and present like that still and that just tells you the kind of talent Jack Payne was um, Gary when you talk about the broadcast crews though from that era it was a different time there were no radio rights there was no Husker Sports Network um, there were right. multiple broadcast teams, but the KFAB team was always considered the team by many. And, you know, when, can it kind of put into perspective just how big a rock stars those guys were in that era? Because there was no Internet. There was no Husker Online and um, other things that we get the team information from. I mean, these were the guys. Yeah. Well, there were four um, originating broadcasts for a while, <laughs> two out of Omaha uh, and two out of Lincoln. And and the uh, besides KFAB, the other three had networks. They would have stations on in uh, in other towns around the state. KFAB was standalone, but with that huge signal and Lyle's magnetism and the talent, you know, with Dave Blackwell and and Jack Payne with him, it was really dominant. Um, you know, and those those <laughs> those were great days. And then the university decided. Uh, starting with the 1983 season, that, you know, we could make more money and and have a less crowded uh, game day press box if we if we put this out to bid for one originator. And that turned out KFAB won that bid starting in 1983. But you're right. Before that, it was wide open. And, uh, and those three, and this, Jack, Jack, uh, Lyle and Jack and Dave Blackwell, uh, they were on right before I moved to Nebraska, so I never had the pleasure of hearing them live, but I've heard a lot of air checks, and, and that was a magical time. What was the chemistry like with Lyle and Jack Payne? I mean, were they buddies off the air, or was it just a professional yes. relationship? Well, uh, they were good friends, and also Ken Hedrick, who, whose name is not as well known, but Ken uh, was Lyle's right-hand man, and he and and and. Lyle and Jack were all very good friends. Uh, I'll tell you something about Lyle, though. Lyle Bremser on game day. Uh, you know, athletes get their game face on. Uh, he did, too. Uh, on game day, it was <laughs> it was all business. Uh, it was a great pleasure and honor to work with him. But he meant business, and you knew that. And there's a tremendous professionalism. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, angry or anything like that. It was very collegial. But you really had to be on point with your game, and and I learned so much from all of those guys. Uh, but the but the game day uh, the game day uh, atmosphere 
was very intense, and I think in a good way. We're joined here by KFAB's Gary Saddlemeyer, former Husker broadcaster, worked with Jack Payne, worked with Lyle Brimser over the years and many others um, during his time uh, with KFAB and, and remembering now the life of Jack Payne. You know, and, and Gary, um, you've got another interesting connection um, in some ways to Jack Payne. Um, Jack was the uh, College World Series press box or the, the, uh, the, the yep. PA announcer for many, many years. And his replacement, Bill Jensen, um, works in the KFAB building, and you got to know Bill. I mean, I, I can only imagine a guy like Bill right. Jensen, um, the yeah. shoe, when he had to step in those shoes, because I grew up going to the World Series. You went for many years. I mean, Jack Payne was as big of a part of yeah. that as anybody in making it just have a feel to it that you just didn't get at a typical NCAA sporting event. He was beloved uh, at, and had a national reputation because of that. In fact, a lot of people know Jack primarily because of the College World Series PA. He did it for almost 40 years and uh, just had that great touch. You know, Jack's voice was interesting. Uh, it was very distinctive, uh, and yet it was, it was comforting and folksy all at the same time. You always knew uh, when Jack was on, and he had, he had a humorous way of talking to the crowd at Rosenblatt Stadium. And a college World Series crowd, and he—I'll never forget—he'd—he'd he'd come on with an announcement that somebody left their headlights on in the parking lot, and he'd describe the vehicle, and then an inning or so later, he'd say they're getting dimmer. You know, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was—he was just terrific that way. Uh, I remember. He also was the voice, long time, uh, Sean of uh, of the state track meet. Yeah, he did the PA at the state track meet at Burke Stadium for many, many years. And he was retired really from day to day. This was just kind of like his retirement jobs in a lot of ways at the end, right? Uh, yeah. I, ap after he retired from full-time uh, broadcast, he, he still did some freelance things like that, right? We're wrapping up here with Gary Sotomayor as uh, we remember the life of Jack Bay. I still remember at the College World Series, um, there was a game where a guy ran on the field and got tackled. <laughs> and Jack goes, that young man yeah. just earned himself a trip to the pokey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, he just, you're right. All right, I mean, scooch, scooch a little closer now. <laughs> whole, when they used to do those um, barrel race things on the big screen board um, in the blue section would win, he goes, hold your stubs. <laughs> just yep. just yeah. had a way of talking to people. But He sure did. Now, Jack yeah. Payne. And, you know, all of those, all of those great uh, – College World Series coaches, those legendary guys, they all knew him, uh, and they all loved him. Everybody who knew Jack Payne loved him. He was just a, an amazing person. It will be interesting what they do at the World Series um, this year. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine they're going to have some sort of tribute for Jack and, and and remember him because he is him and Lambert Bartek were a big part yeah. of the early <laughs> or famous organist Lambert Bartek. Yeah, boy, they better do that. I, I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll salute Jack. Yeah, Jack would finish his uh, between-inning announcements, and he'd say, Lambert, <laughs> and there comes the organ, you know. <laughs> and Lambert, that, and did you ever know that Lambert got kicked out for playing three blind mice one time after a bad call? <clears throat> and that was at a World Series game or Omaha Royals oh, yeah, game? Oh, yeah, at yeah, Rosenblatt. That's unbelievable. I'm pretty sure it was college rules. It might have been a Royals game, I'm not sure. <laughs> the fact that the umpires even cared that much, it is, that's I know. Well, Gary, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I know Jack's had a big impact on you, and, and we both work with no KFAB covering the Huskers. And I always think about, man, I, I'm in the same shoes as those guys were many years ago. They worked for KFAB covering the Huskers. I'm lucky to get to do that. And, and, you know, Jack Payne has touched all of us in some ways. Yes, it's a tremendous legacy. And 
Uh, I think about that often, Sean, like you. I'm kind of in the in-between generation between those guys and you. Um, but it is. And that, that Jack's legacy uh, is just brilliant for all of us who had the opportunity to know him and to work with him. Well, Gary, we appreciate uh, you taking some time to join us here uh, as we talked about Jack, and uh, maybe we'll get you on here again. I'm looking forward to more here. Let's do it in football season. All right. Yeah, let's let's, uh, uh, much more to come. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. It's been a great show. Uh, Sean Callahan here uh, with Husker Online by my lonesome. And uh, thanks again to Gary Saddlemeyer as we talked about Jack Payne and his life and what he meant to Husker football and, and just the state of Nebraska over his career. Passed away at the age of 99. And then thanks to JoJo Dolman, uh, a great friend of the program with Husker Online. Um, but I'm going to get to the mailbag and uh, post those questions now on Twitter um, so you can join in every week. I'll usually post it under my own account as well as retweeting it with the Husker Online account. I'm at Sean underscore Callahan, and then we're at, at Husker Online um, to find our Twitter page. But going through the questions, uh, go to the first one here. It's from Husker Nation Fan. Question is, what is your biggest reason for concern and your greatest area of optimism for this year for each new coach and for the transfer class? And that, I mean, that's a deep question um, when I look at those things on there. Um, I think my biggest reason for concern still remains with the offensive line and, and what that's going to look like. I just think there's some pieces that are unknown there at this point for Nebraska um, I still am curious about quarterback, too, how that's going to play out. Is it Casey Thompson's job, or can Chubba Purdy or somebody else make this thing interesting um, moving forward in the offseason? Um, I'm really optimistic, though, about running back. I think Anthony Grant is going to be a good one. I love the receiver additions, and how can you not? I love Mickey Joseph. I think he's been a home run addition, and I do think what they've done on the defensive line is big. And you know, I'm optimistic a little bit now because of the schedule. Um, I just think the schedule itself is a really, really good starting point. If they can win at Northwestern, there's no reason uh, they cannot have um, a much improved season. And that takes me to the next question from Jake Polk. Jake's question in the mailbag, over under seven and a half wins. <laughs> Jake, I, I don't like answering these questions in May. I guess we're in June now. I'm sorry, it's been a long week. Um, Whew, man, because I, I think they're right there either way. And I think if they – I'll put it this way. If they win at North, if they win in Ireland against Northwestern, they will win more than seven and a half games. I know I didn't answer the question directly, uh, but that is my thought right now with that game over in Dublin, Ireland. Most likely to commit this weekend, that's from Zach on Twitter. Uh, Zach, I will tell you – there's a lot of guys here. 13 kids, I believe, is the official visit number. That is by far the most that Scott Frost has hosted in one weekend. The previous high number was nine. 
the last time Nebraska hosted double-digit visitors was back in 2017 when Mike Riley had 11 in for the Wisconsin game. Um, so this is a big weekend for the Huskers. I think you got to stick in state, though. I think Brock Knutson from Scott's Bluff, um, if you're hedging a bet there, he's a likely guy. Um, I still feel good about Maverick Noonan, too, the legacy. I know Maverick's going to take other visits, um, but I think his relationships with the players in the commit class, including Gunnar Gatula, uh, could play a big factor in helping Nebraska get on with Maverick Noonan. Taking your questions here in the mailbag, Sean Callahan on the Husker online show. Uh, this one from Husker fan 02471. In regards to the Mark Whipple hiring, I get the feeling Nebraska is doing uh, is going to shift to an air raid style offense with Joe Burrow. Do you foresee this working in the Big Ten? The closest comparison might be Purdue, right? That's a great question. I really think that's a great question. Um, you know, I did a speaking event all the way back in February with Mickey Joseph, and he told the crowd of over 400 people that you got to throw the ball to win. And I don't know what the reaction – the reaction, I guess, wasn't uh, – they were kind of surprised to hear him say that. Um, I think you got to be balanced. There's no doubt. The bottom line, though, is when it's third and two, fourth and one, you got to be able to get that on the ground. And I do think you've got to run the ball for close to 200 yards a game in this league to win, period. Um, I think it's really, really hard – to win consistently in the Big Ten, particularly the Big Ten West, if you don't have a semblance of balance in the offense. And rushing stats can be misleading because your quarterback plays a big part in that. They, they take the sack numbers off of the total rushing stats. And if you have a running quarterback like Adrian Martinez or Taylor Martinez, you're going to have more rushing st stats because those guys don't get sacked much and they run more. Um, so I'm more interested because I don't envision Casey Thompson or Chubba Purdy running the ball a lot. They can run it, uh, but I think they're going to um, you know, be a little bit different on how they run the football. And that might make those total stats look a little bit different. Um, moving on uh, as we take your questions in the mailbag. Uh, another question, what position group is the strongest, the weakest, biggest question mark? Kind of hit on this earlier. Um, the strongest to me right now, man, that's a good question. Um, Receiver. I think you got to stick with receiver. Uh, the weakest at this point, you know, about a month or two ago was defensive line. I'd say right now, your weakest position. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I'll say weakest positions are probably offensive line. Um, there's just some things there we don't know with this group. Um, I am concerned about inside linebacker, too. That's a question mark for me. Can Luke Reimer and um, Nick Henrich stay healthy? Can they get through the year? And do they have anybody behind them? I know they're really, really high on Ernest Hausman. So keep your eyes on the true freshman out of Columbus this year. He's a guy to watch. And next question from Alex um, on Twitter. If this season falls apart, and I don't think it will, to be clear, who would be the most realistic head coach again? And it's going into 2023. I mean, Alex, such a hard thing to ask. I mean, you just don't know how things play out. I mean, I think if you're connecting some geographical, logical fits, I mean, I think some guys, let's just play theoreticals here. If Lance Leipold at Kansas has another good year or improved year, I think he's going to be a guy on a lot of people's list. If he can get Kansas football uh, humming in the right direction. Uh, I'm not saying that's the guy for Nebraska. I think Matt Campbell is a name that a lot of people are going to continue to talk about if uh, things change here. A lot of it's Trev Alberts, though. What is he looking at um, if he were to ever make a move? Is he trying to make a home run? Is he trying to get a guy that he thinks is going to fit? All the above, it's easier said than done. Question from Marcus on Twitter. 
is Caden Green, Oklahoma bound. If you don't know who Caden Green is, he's a uh, top 100 offensive line prospect uh, out of Kansas City area. I do. I think he's going to go to Oklahoma. Um, if you're being realistic, I think Caden Green is an Oklahoma Sooner when it's all said and done. Moving on, uh, Big Red Rundown's question. Why did it take so long for Scott Frost to put together an elite coaching staff? Was it more loyalty or his own pride? Another good question. Um, when, when you look at just the details of that, um, you think about his time at Central Florida and the success they had there. And I, I think he really believed in those guys and what they did that year. And, you know, 2018, everybody knew was going to be a transition. Um, they improved down the stretch. And everybody thought 2019 was the year. They were picked to win the West. They were ranked. And it was a disaster of a year. Um, 2019 should not have been a five and seven season. That should have been eight and four, seven and five at absolute worst. And I think that year really derailed things. Uh, but what really complicated things after 2019 was 2020. Um, just the COVID year and how they went about it and the way the schedule was set up. It just didn't, you know, it didn't really set things up to, to make a lot of wholesale changes. I mean, they did bring in a new coordinator in 2020 and Matt Lubick, and we know that didn't work out well. Um, and, you know, you, you just look at some of the things they, they did with the staff that year. Um, but, yeah, moving forward, um, I think it was clear. Scott Frost is like we did four years. Uh, 2021 was another year, the, the first full season they had after 2019. And clearly it wasn't working. Um, so I think it's a little bit of timing in the way the world played out. Um, if 2020 would have been like 2021, it would have been very interesting to see what would have happened. Um, but I still go back to 2020. They went three and five, was not great, but they did win their last game. They should have won the Minnesota game. If they win the Minnesota game and the Illinois game, so much is different. So much is different. And they, they didn't, and they, they opted not to go to a bowl game as well. Um, so 2020 was a bad year, uh, but you didn't see people firing coaches because of the pandemic and the unknowns about money and other things going on around the world. Taking a few more questions here in the mailbag. If you had to pick a QB for next year between Adrian Martinez or Casey Thompson, who would you pick and why? And that's from Rick. Man, you guys are bringing it. Um, that's a tough question, too, because uh, we know Adrian's a good quarterback, a very talented athlete, but and I don't even know if Casey Thompson's the guy. I mean, that, that's the question. Is Casey really the guy? I don't know. Um, I think when you look at just the metrics, Casey has been a more consistent passer. He's throwing less interceptions, and he's stayed within the offense better. Um, so I guess you'd have to say um, Casey because that, that's, that's the guy they chose, and, and Adrian left at that point when Nebraska said they were going to bring in other quarterbacks. Uh, another question here from the Big Red Rundown. Do you believe the elimination of divisions in the Big Ten will have a positive or negative effect on Nebraska's chances to contend for a conference title moving forward? Which Big Ten team will it hurt? Which one will it help? Um, there's no doubt it's going to be harder. Um, what we don't know is the draw. Uh, they're going to probably stick with nine games. Um, so, you know, the, real, the reality is Iowa and Wisconsin are going to probably always be on Nebraska's schedule, maybe Minnesota too. So that's three pretty quality teams that are going to be, going to be between seven and nine wins every year. Right there, boom. Uh, when you divide that east up, what is that draw going to look like with the Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State? 
I would assume Nebraska will get two of those in one given year. So you are going to have what I would label as five really quality games every year in the conference. So um, it's really no different than it is now because Nebraska was getting two tough crossover games. Um, the the bottom line though, yeah, they got they got to win and put themselves towards the top, and it won't be as easy now. Um, without being in the Big Ten West. I think it definitely is going to help Penn State, though. Um, Penn State will no longer, you know, if they split Michigan and Ohio State, um, they will have a chance to play in the title game, where if they did that now, they probably wouldn't be in the title game. So I think Penn State is the biggest winner in all of this. Um, I think Wisconsin could be a loser because they have really benefited from the West, and it's gotten them to the title game. And teams like Iowa as well, um, who have not had to play Ohio State and schools like that very often. So um, lots of questions. And Michael, ending us on a lighter note, would you rather eat two hot dogs in a bun or pet a hairless cat? I don't even know what you're getting at here, Michael, but I'd take the hot dog. Sorry about that. Well, hey, thank you, everybody, for bearing with me. Um, I know we're a little bit later in the week with the Husker Online show, uh, but I plan to be back every week. Um, got some fun things uh, set up. And as I mentioned earlier, Husker Online, the brand, and myself, we will have a new publishing home on September 1st. In the meantime, you can find the Husker Online brand and myself all over Twitter, all over Instagram, Facebook, um, all of our channels. I'll be on YouTube. I'll be on Channel 7 in Omaha, KFAB Radio, continue to make speaking events and appearances around the state. So, uh, even though we don't have a website home for Husker Online, I am still going to be putting out a ton of digital content. In fact, on Monday, I've got interviews lined up with all the quarterbacks, all the running backs, all the wide receivers, tight ends. I've got Marcus uh, Washington coming on with me. So lots to catch up with on Husker Online. It'll just be a little bit different than what our users have been used to over the years, uh, but we'll still have plenty of great content. Thank you, everybody, for your support of Husker Online. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. 